Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find inside Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back for another Monday evening edition of Crusader Talk here from our Super Talk Hattiesburg studio. Glad to have you with us. I'm Caleb Hamill, joined by Josh West and Will Tony to talk all things William Carey Athletics. Josh, glad to have you back in studio today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Very glad to have you back. <laughs> back in these eyes have seen game action. They have seen the Crusaders in action. So I'm ready to talk about it. That's right. We, we've got a lot to talk about as far as what has happened since Josh has been out, as well as just all kinds of different things surrounding the Crusaders. We've had a little bit of volleyball action we've gotten to witness, and then also uh, the men's and women's soccer teams. Man, whew, they are on a tear right now. Uh, since we last spoke, the coaches poll came out on Wednesday, and women's soccer team, Ranked number one in the country. Uno. Numero uno. Head honcho. The big cheese. William Carey, women's team, number one in the nation. And then the guys are uh, also in their rankings as well. And I had it pulled up just a second ago, but I'm pretty sure I saw eighth was the uh, ranking spot in the latest of the coaches' polls. And so both uh, Crusader teams ranked at the top tens, respectively, and it's a pretty good spot to be this early in the season. So what do you do after you get the number one ranking? You go out and score 26 goals this week. 26. On the road. Yeah. Pretty pretty good way to start conference. Yeah, we were laughing before we started the show today about going back and watching some of uh, the match that happened on Sunday. It was supposed to be a Saturday match against Point University. Due to weather conditions, they had to push it back. And uh, luckily for the Skyhawks and Crusaders, they got to play that match on Sunday, both men and women. Um but the the crew that was broadcasting the game, they they tossed a question amongst each other, saying, "All right, you got the the number one team in the conference and the nation coming in. You know, what do you expect here in this match?" And I kid you not, I I have laughed and laughed <laughs> about this. I played it for at least a dozen people. He said, "This might be a massacre. It's just damage control." It was almost like a WWF promo. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and it was spot on. I mean, it was spot on analysis. I mean, you can't fault the analysis. Um, he knew. He knew. He did. <laughs> 16 to nothing. William Carey gets the win on Sunday against Point. And that is just baffling to imagine that many goals scored. Chloe Strickland, a defender, gets in on the scoring. Uh, you had several other players get in on it. A couple of them with their first goals of the season. Uh, including in, included in that as well, including a Japanese transfer student, uh, Nanako Seki. She got in on it. Uh, a couple others uh, as well. I mean, you, you look down and up at all the different people involved, and it's pretty impressive how many players got involved in the scoring. But on the opposite side of things, this is what stood out the most to me, Josh. It's that William Carey, stayed on the attack so much that Point University, this is talking talk about the women's match, Carey wins 16 to nothing. Not a single shot 
I don't, I'm not talking about shots on goal. I'm talking about no shots recorded in the entire match. That's almost unheard of to think William Carey outshot Point University 56 to nothing. <laughs> but you got to give credit where it's due in goal. The goalie saved 19 shots. It could have been worse. There were thirty. There were thirty-five shots on goal. Well, I mean, thirty-five. I mean, and out of those thirty-five, you you score sixteen of them. You know? that's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> it's just incredible to see what Coach Owens and company are doing on the women's soccer side, and then on the men's side too. We alluded to it last week, but the men are on a pretty good streak themselves, and. It, to put it lightly, the SSAC is a little bit weaker on the women's side compared to the men's side. Right now on the men's side, you have competitive groups in Dalton State, Mobile, William Carey, to name a few. And the Crusader men's team, meanwhile, has really turned things around since the first two matches of the season. We came in here talking about how the men were looking for, in their third match, their first not just win of the season, but their first goal of the season, and have since come out and have – made strong showings in each of their matches since then, have gone uh, on a seven-match winning streak and are 2-0 in the conference after getting a 2-0 victory over Thomas University and then getting the win 7-3 over point on that Sunday match. I mean, just great showings all around so far here in 2023, and it's a lot to be excited about if you're a Crusader soccer fan. Oh, you know, these are this is a ladies group that – you know, you could see this brewing before the season started. And I'm excited to, believe it or not, another shocking stat. I'm going to get to see this team and get to call this team for the first time on Thursday. They have gone on this long, extended road trip to really beef up that strength of schedule, to be able to put together that resume, to be able to put together that ranking, all the things you want to do for the postseason. Now they're coming back home for conference play, which we expect them in large part to dominate. And so this is a chance for folks that are soccer fans in this area to get out and see this team and support this team. And then for the men's side, Coach Farrell was talking about how, look, this is a work in progress. There are still players that are getting eligible. There, there are players that are having to get all their paperwork sorted out players coming back from injury, players that just need a shot of confidence. Now you mix in a couple of injuries. Those have not slowed this team down over the last week or so. But but this is a group that is still gelling, and they've won seven in a row. And the confidence, you're starting to see that confidence now for Coach Farrell's club, led by Jamie Wynn, who is electric, um, and he's got a lot of pieces around him as well. They're attackers. They've got so many offensive weapons, just like the ladies, uh, both of these teams have a chance to do really, really special things. And speaking of Jamie Wynn, you know, he, in one of the matches you got to cover, suffered a little bit of an injury and a scare. They you know, put him in a boot for the remainder of the day. Uh, he did not travel to Georgia for the matches against Thomas and Point, but uh, we may ask Coach Farrell to see if we have an update on Jamie. But uh, from the last thing I heard, uh, it seemed like he was probably going to and make a little bit of a speedier recovery than maybe what was initially thought. So we may be able to see Jamie win sooner rather than later here in maybe 2023. Well, and I don't know anything other than the, what it what it appeared to be and the way he was moving around right after it happened. It appeared to be an injury that was more, gosh, I don't even know of a better way to say this phraseology-wise, but a garden variety type injury, one that was, as you said, a little less severe. 
And so that's good. And somebody who has had those types of injuries in that lower leg, ankle type area before, then and I know what he's dealing with. And so, and what they do now with the trainers, let's let's give the trainers and, and sports medicine with the with the hot, cold, ice with the the way that they can massage that way they can do electroshock therapy on those type of injuries it's amazing the treatment that they get now around the clock to get back as soon as possible and i'm gonna be off the beating beaten path here for just a second but you know we're all football fans here have you all heard about aaron Rodgers and what they're doing to him in recovery you know tore his achilles Mm -hmm. in the first week of the season first drive of the season four snaps in yeah, right. yeah. Four snaps in, and all of a sudden, there's this revolutionary way that they're going to put a bridge on his Achilles tendon to where it's possible that he'll be back in time for playoffs, assuming the Jets make the playoffs. But that's still, insane. I thought Achilles, he was a torn Achilles. We all saw it in slow motion. Yeah, we all saw it explode like a rubber band inside his calf I, I, was, I thought it was done i was sitting in the laurel studio and i was talking with luke johnson who is quite familiar with these type of injuries uh but i and i looked at him and said look the dude's 39 he's got all the money you could wish for i would just take it to the house go play golf yeah just just be done and here he is saying watch i'll be back this year I mean, insanity. And hats off to the sports medicine community for finding all of these revolutionary ways to get athletes healthy and back on their feet. Uh, I'm interested to know how he'll end up long term. It'll be interesting to see if it works, what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. There, there are so many different things that people are trialing left and right in sports medicine, but it's, it's incredible. Look at Tua. Look at his ankle injury. Yep. Look at what Tua did. Look at how Tua's playing now for the Dolphins. Yep. That's incredible. So we'll see uh, how well Jamie Wynn comes back as far as his health is concerned. We will talk to Coach Barry Farrell as well in our next segment of Crusader Talk, discussing all things of how well the Crusaders have bounced back from the early setbacks of the year and are currently ranked eighth in the country. Behind Dalton State, but Mobile's a step behind William Carey. How about that for the rivalry? By the way, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule so far in 2023 and looked ahead very much, but for the top three teams in the SSAC, look who has uh, William Carey at the end of the year. Dalton State and Mobile are the final two conference games for the Crusaders <laughs> in 2023. That seems to be the way it is for most sports these days. Right. <laughs> Build up to the final games and just put all the chips in the center of the table. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. That's right. All right, so on the other side of the timeout, we'll sit down with Coach Barry Farrell talking all things men's soccer at William Carey. Stay with us on Crusader Talk. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. I almost forgot we have a live volleyball match going on right now. Crusaders are on the road in New Orleans facing Dillard. Still in set number one, Crusaders trailing as it stands right now, 16 to 11, but 
may have uh, another thing to tell you about as far as updates with that match as our show moves along. Look at Caleb doing the work, checking scores while live on the air. I love it. I I do it better here than I do out in the field on Friday night football action. But (laughs) tell you what, better than high school football on Friday nights, we have to talk about William Carey football as the Crusader men's team has been playing well here after the first two games of the season. And Coach Barry Farrell joins us here on Crusader Talk. Coach, been a good trip for your club out there in uh, Georgia. How was it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a long trip. We, we had a, an extra day expended because of the, the weather. Um, so five days, four nights. Um, but, you know, both men and women coming back with two victories each. Yeah, it's that's what we like to see as far as Crusaders are concerned. And you know, for your club, looking at uh, just what happened uh, on Wednesday, what was announced with your team getting uh, the eighth ranking in that latest coaches poll, and I want to pair that with what we heard uh, earlier in the week with both, uh, I believe it was Elias and then another player were players of the week in the NAIA, not just SSAC, but the entire NAIA landscape of men's soccer. There's a lot of attention surrounding this William Carey program right now. Yeah, it was that was the that was the first time you know, uh, offensive and defensive player from from men's soccer at the same time of uh, actually won national player of the week. You know, we've we've won many many of the the conference players of, of the week, but to have the two of the guys win the win no, both both awards was was great. Um, it was a really good week for us last week, um, and then obviously this week coming in and, and starting the conference at two and zero, it's it's extremely important with with other teams uh, tying in in the conference. It, it puts us up top there. Coach Farrell, it's Josh. Uh, we were talking. It seems like we've been visiting after games and talking about the growing confidence of this team and just little things that that are being done and, and things you're seeing that are growing that confidence. So certainly, getting a couple of National Player of the Week awards. Uh, just what's the overall feeling you're getting from some of the guys that you're really trying to get going right now? Yeah, we we, we talked about it, Josh. You've, you, I mean, you've seen us five games in a row at home and, and, and uh, doing a great job. Um, you could probably see from the start of the season to now just gelling, you know, and, and we, we, you know, we implemented a new system at the start of the season. I, I knew it was going to take some time. Um, and, and the boys really have reacted brilliantly and, and maybe a little bit ahead of schedule in terms of uh, being a team. Really, like this weekend, even the extra day, you know, it's you're playing on a Sunday, but just that team coming together, I feel, is is the most important thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks. You, and you can see it on the field. Do you think it was William Penn where it started to turn, or has it been more recently even than that? Yeah, I, I, you know, William Penn was was a big was a big result for us after after you know they beat Mobile four 0 a couple of days before. Um, I just I've seen it in the in the, on the training field. You know, we, we give the boys some some ideas, keys to victory, and they've really taken to it. And, and um, it's it's been really good to watch. You know, we're playing an attractive style of soccer, and, and like you said, we struggled earlier on to score goals, and now we have we have multiple players coming coming in scoring goals, not just relying on one person. Where probably we had that last year. 
Um, so there's a lot of different goal scorers, and it's great to see. And, Coach, I know for me, I've got a small sample size of your practice sessions, but I loved how competitive it was. I loved how much fun they were having, uh, the competition that was going on, uh, offense, defense, communication. Um, Can you give listeners a glimpse to try to paint the picture of just how intense your training sessions are? Yeah, no, you're spot on, Josh. Um, You know, we've started training at 6 a.m. in the morning because of the heat. We used to train in the afternoon and you know, with with the weather in August being so hot, we have to ch- change the times. And actually, it's been really, really good. You know, you, you can do a lot more in the morning time, and then have the rest of the day to to obviously recover. The training sessions, like you came out that day, it was super, super competitive. But it's like that every day, and that's kind of what we when we try and recruit these players. And I, I felt this year was was really important because we lost seven starters from last year. Um, you know, three transferred to NCAA Division One and, and four graduated. So it was extremely important for us to bring in transfers, graduate students, leaders that can come in straight away and bring that competitiveness that we wanted. Um, and they've seen it; they've done it before. But yeah, it's it's super competitive, and that's one of the things we ask. You know, when we're recruiting players, listen, you've got to be, you got to have the personality, and you've got to you got to be a winner to come in training because I want guys to be disappointed in training rather than game. If you lose a game in in, in the practice sessions of training, I want you coming off that pre- practice session uh, being annoyed, and you know, obviously, you want to work and get it back together for the next day. Coach, for you've already alluded to this uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, but with this team trying to overcome losing one of their best forwards, and it, it seemed like for the first few matches, it, it took a little while to find those goal scores. Mm-hmm. What was it that allowed your team to finally find their footing when it came to getting the ball in the net? How did it, basically how was that process in finding those guys? Yeah, I mean, we lost Brandon last year, like you said, scored 25 goals. Um, we probably relied heavily on Brandon, you know, when it, when it wasn't working in a particular game, we, we struggled. Like you said, I feel we have four, five, six guys now that all can score. Um, and it's just really in training session, you know, we, we recruited the right guys, and then guys have actually stepped up from last, last season. Like, like you said, Jamie Wayne has, you know, started the season phenomenally. Um, we bring in Billy Boag, who wasn't starting the season, and you know he's just scored four goals in two games in the conference. Um, Rion Dawes has been scoring goals. Jody Djukovic is scoring goals. Kevin McConnell, you know, attacking mid, scored two goals. The boys are super competitive in, in training, and, and we do a lot of finishing sessions. A lot of finishing sessions. Callum, my graduate assistant, takes a lot of them. And, uh, the fact that we actually have four goalkeepers now, like people ask me, why weren't you scoring goals earlier on? Well, we only had two goalkeepers for the first three weeks and we ended up getting two of our goalkeepers back so you know having four goalkeepers is huge where we can do a lot more realistic finishing sessions and it's, it's definitely helped the guys up front one of the guys that you just mentioned uh, that's had a big splash here in 2023 is jamie Wynn. he was a guy yep. that uh has already shown his prowess in, in a goal-scoring fashion, but uh, suffered a little bit of a tweak or an injury uh, a couple mm-hmm. matches ago. What can you tell us about him uh, as it stands right now? Yeah, Jamie. So Jamie got an X-ray, and our, our training staff, to be honest, Jeff Davis and his, and his team, Sam Bella, did a fabulous job. You know, the next day, I want to say the next day, he had an X-ray. 
came back negative, had, a, had an MRI scan the following day, came back negative, everything is intact. It's just, you know, right now it's, it's bruising and it, it just needs a little bit of time, but it's good news. It's just going to take a little bit of time, maybe another week, maybe two weeks at most, and, and he'll be back. Um, had him in the office today. He's he's eager to get back because he's. I mean, he started the season season flying, and I was to be honest, I was a little bit worried coming into the conference games without him. We left him at home to get treatment, and, and the other guys just stepped up. Like Billy Bollard had a fantastic weekend. Well, and Billy is such a intimidating presence, and you've got guys that are still trying to get healthy to get back in to give even more physicality up front. Then you got guys like Miov, Djukovic, uh, mixing in uh, another dominant athlete in uh, Rayon Dawes. So many guys that you take one or two or three away, and there's two or three more that can come get you. Yeah, yeah. No, and we've got. We've got Jack Greenwood as well. Hopefully, we'll get eligible tomorrow. Um, and he's he's been looking really, really sharp in training. Proper number nine striker um, that can come in. So, you know, that can, adding him back in with Jamie back in later on against some of maybe you know the Mobiles, the Daltons, and the Life Universities um, is extremely important for us because we're, we're going to need everybody. Um, but yeah, boys have gelled well, and you know we still we're still not. Still not there 100% in terms of overall what I want, but it's getting there. Coach, we've got about 30 seconds left. Next match on the schedule is UT Southern. Tell us a little bit about the Firehawks. Yeah, I mean, they've won a national championship 10 years ago. On the men's side, you know, really good team. They, they moved conference. They're back now in, in the Southern States. Uh, really, really good, really good team. New coach, I know well. Um, they're just on the outside of receiving votes, so they're going to be a tricky opponent for, for obviously us and, and the rest of the conference. So we have to do our homework, which we have, and, and obviously we, we want to win the game. Sounds like a plan, Coach. We look forward to seeing what the Crusaders bring to the pitch here on Thursday and Saturday of this week. Appreciate you joining us here on Crusader Talk. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. All right. That is Coach Barry Farrell. Great conversation. We will uh, continue the thoughts on men's and women's soccer also talk a little bit of a recap on volleyball hey also have a couple more crusader athletics on the horizon actually some seasons already in motion all that and more coming up as crusader talk continues Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Always a great time catching up with Coach Barry Farrell on the podcast. Kind of alternate a little bit between him and Coach Owens, sprinkled in a little Clayton Rush, our analyst, in there as well. Because we had a lot to talk about regarding William Carey soccer. It has been a fun season already. And they're still climbing through 2023. A lot to look forward to as conference play continues to heat up. Again, we mentioned earlier, those last two matches of the season for the men, 
as far as the conference play part of the season. They do have a match with Tougaloo before the conference tournament, but those two are going to be red hot. And everything up until then is going to be pretty stout, too. Don't take anybody for granted along the way, especially you know former Martin Methodist, now UT Southern. Is definitely not a slouch that you can look past. No, it was good to hear just a little bit of their history. I'll dive into uh, preparation for Thursday and this weekend starting tomorrow. And so just to be able to hear that is good. And then you bring in the historical knowledge as well of our very own Clayton Rush. Um, and so that'll be good as well. So when people log on and, and jump on the web stream this weekend, uh, I mean, they're in for a treat. And to see these teams at home so much over the next, you know, really six weeks, um, a great opportunity. Again, if you are a soccer fan, if you love soccer, if you've played it, if you've coached it, if you're a fan of it, then it is worth your time to come over to William Carey and check it out. And even if your name is Will Tony and you have never watched a complete soccer match in person, then you still that's, have a chance to go out there. That's that, a that, tough that, crowd. That's Will. very that's very true. And, and let me say this: I, I've never actually met Coach Farrell, but he seen just from talking to him on the phone, he sounds like the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. Oh, and just no sit, question. Just sit around and talk sports with. No question. He, he, he just seems like that kind of guy. I tell you what you need to do, Will. Maybe you need to find yourself. Uh, I know Thursdays you're busy up here in the studio, but sure on Saturday. When uh, Kerry plays Blue Mountain, come out there to Danny Owens Field. We'll get a, an That's extra this hit. Saturday. That's this Saturday. I will gladly come in and sit in. All right. So what you can do is come down there to the pitch. We'll get uh, an extra headset out there, an extra set of headphones. You can listen to Clayton give his analysis. Okay. And you'll learn a little bit about the game as you go along. But you'll also be highly entertained, especially field level. It's it's a whole different game watching it from that vantage point I, versus high up. I, I tell you what, I will do that. I, what, what what time is the is the match? So women's match will be at one thirty at William Carey in the afternoon. Then the men's match will follow approximately at four o'clock. So they typically will do you know forty five minute halves, about a fifteen minute intermission between, and then however much time they need to do between matches to exchange teams, uh, trade out, you know, gathering areas there on the side. So we've line. got a few hours of teaching wheel soccer, and all I have to do is sit there. And then the next thing you know, Josh, you and I are out of a job. Will's going to carry the whole podcast of soccer. You know, no, I don't know about that. Not now, <laughs> I, now, we start talking baseball, you, you know, I, I, I'm definitely pushing for that. But, uh, you know, golly, I – in all seriousness, I literally have never watched a complete soccer match. Never. Now, I've seen some plays like on SportsCenter or whatever. I've never sat and watched a complete soccer match. It's it's incredible at field level, and every single shot is life and death. It when, is. When it's Mobile and it's William Carey, when it's Dalton State and William Carey, every single shot. it's it The, the pressure as a fan is – Bottom of the ninth baseball, it is two free throws with .5 seconds on the clock down one in basketball because right. you don't know if that is going to be the deciding goal. Because every now it, and then. The deciding goal could be in the fifth minute. Yeah. One little mishandled touch near a sideline can result in just a breakaway and a goal. So it could be like Nick Anderson from the 95 finals. and. <laughs> The Nick Anderson Orlando Magic reference. Yeah. 
See, and I, I compare soccer to the way that I've watched baseball all my life you know, because baseball for me has always been a social event where you're talking to your buddies the whole time and casually kind of looking over at the action. Whenever there's just a little bit of middle play and nobody really has firm possession of the ball, you kind of understand that and may not be watching as intently. Sure. But all of a sudden you see that action pick up. Like You, you don't really know what's causing it. Right. But you all of a sudden realize, I need to make my attention fully on the game right you, here. You get a six-inning a, a six um, stretch going there where – everybody's getting hit you bat around in the sixth inning exactly yeah. so you'll you'll get a feel for when the energy's up when things are kind of slowing down for a minute but honestly like josh was saying there are times and matches where it seems like it is constant action even though the scoreboard may not reflect it well and that constant was an action that was william penn that, that's yeah. a team that played a very direct style meaning they they did not possess the ball in that middle third of the pitch it was long pass over the top Try to create a mismatch to where uh, you have to – you're out of position. You need to poke it away on the end line uh, to be able to then lead to a corner or a throw in. Mm-hmm. And now they've got – and then they had a couple of guys who could throw it all the way almost in goal from the sidelines. Some talented guys. And so um, – you had that, and then they and they ran their high line defensive pressure. So it was in your face, basically to use a basketball term for fans that aren't familiar with soccer. They were full court pressing right. for the majority of that match. I mean, it was high, high energy. There were physical. There were multiple yellow cards, um, and I do believe at one point, one of those matches, we did have a player. There was a red card. I think two yellows that led to a red. Yes. So we did have a player ejected. So that's again, something else that's, y'all are going to have to explain to me because I don't understand that. All right. Think of yellow cards and red cards like technical fouls or flagrant fouls. Flagrant one, flagrant two. Yeah. So if you get two yellow cards, you're so two technicals. Two technicals, you're out. Pretty much. Just like in yeah. just like in basketball. Yep. Or if you have a bad enough one, you're sent out immediately. Sure. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of correlations. In all of this. But in, in soccer's yeah. the rules are actually quite simple. You're able to yeah. grasp them quickly. So you're going to come out there and have a totally different appreciation for it. Yeah. And so, again, sports fans, look, you want a winner? You have the number one team in the country playing it Thursday night, and then you're, they're playing again at 1.30. And then you've got the number eight team in the country playing right after the ladies on Thursday night and again on Saturday evening right here in Hattiesburg and you get a chance to go and if you're a if you're a Southern Miss football fan you can go watch football after the 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 soccer's done. You can get all your Hattiesburg sports in on Saturday uh, one, two, three. And then you've got volleyball going on as well this week. That's right. We're gonna have a lot of action on Thursday, jam packed. So you'll have soccer over there across campus and then meanwhile down the road I'll have volleyball as William Carey will be uh facing a conference opponent and it's going to be really it's been a tough battle for coach Shirley's squad here lately uh they're down one set to none right now to dillard but on thursday when the crusaders host loyola here in town uh that's going to be a tough match it's going to be a six o'clock start over there in the ben waddle sports facility you can come out there uh or again you can find the soccer matches across campus as well if you're much more tuned to air conditioning, I guess the volleyball will be better for you. But the other thing, too, volleyball is over pretty quick most of the time, too. And the temperatures are cooling off. And, yes. you know, to, to, to follow up on your point about the, the challenges that 
Coach Shirley squad has. Yeah, let's talk volleyball. Uh, let, let's talk volleyball. Uh, this is a group who, as we heard Coach Farrell talk about men's soccer, they're, they're doing some complex things, and they have had a ton of injuries. So they have had, at any one time, six players out. Uh, and they are starting to get a couple of those pieces back. A couple of those players uh, are, you know, one's getting out of a boot. One's, you know, you've got different stages of the recovery process. But there have been up to six out at one time. And, again, we, we mentioned what has happened with the men, right? Guys have gotten eligible. Guys have gelled. Guys have stayed healthy, knock on wood, right? And so with the with the ladies here in volleyball, that's been the exact opposite. Uh, they've not been able to gel. They've not been able to find that cohesion, and then things have snowballed. They've played well for maybe two to three sets. They, If they're in a tight match, if something bad happens, that has been a tough mental hurdle for them to overcome. And then they've maybe struggled with some unforced errors, attack errors, and uh, service errors, and so forth at the most critical times. So this is a team right now with three conference losses that could have three conference wins. They've lost a couple of matches in five sets. In, in matches they feel like they've let slip away, they've kind of given those away. Yeah, that's been the story with the Mobile match and then the one before the one you got to cover of uh, Tennessee Southern coming into town. Uh, both of those matches, Kerry won the first two sets and then lost the final three. And especially looking at the Tennessee Southern one from Friday, William Carey won the first two, 25-18 and then 25-23, tight one second. But uh, had to extend set number three in order to crown a victory in that one, and Tennessee Southern got the job done 26-24. You look at how close William Carey was to sweeping that match had they had a couple points go their way that didn't and then lo and behold they lose the uh, final two 25 to 21 and then 15 12 so not many points separated the crusaders from victory and defeat they were close throughout that one and again about the same story in the mobile batch a couple weeks ago and so getting the recap from kevin it was 10 10 it was 11 11 in that fifth set against tennessee southern and then Tennessee Southern kind of swept out those final three or four points. Correct? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's a bit of a run sometimes. And whenever I got to cover William Carey and Tugaloo, I mean, if, there was a time where I believe Carey got nine straight points against that Tugaloo team. And a lot of it was just the error bug with the other team. Sometimes it bites you. Other times you get faced with a really good server on the other side that just – there's something about the spin. There's something about how hard it is to return it or set your offense up. Those things happen, and they often happen at the worst times. Well, let me say this. From the most recent match, they ran into a buzzsaw Ooh. in Blue Mountain. Now, Blue Mountain went 34-3 and last year, national tournament team a year ago. That is a team that is playing tremendous right now at this point of the season. Uh, undefeated in conference now at 3-0, and in, uh, right up there at either first or a tie for second if they're a half game back. And body language was great. Energy was great. Um, you know, she used her timeouts effectively to continue to keep uh, the Crusaders in the match. I say all that just to say this. They're not that far off. Uh, morale is high. Uh, they're working hard, and they're optimistic that they can. They still have time to gel. It's still early enough, and they, they want to get hot at the right time. So they're, they're staying positive. Yep, still have several matches to go. Loyola on Thursday, then a week from Friday, they'll have Middle Georgia State. Both of those matches 
in Hattiesburg. In fact, a three-game home stretch for William Carey in volleyball as they have a ton of conference games still on the horizon. We'll wrap things up with you next as we're talking all things William Carey Athletics. Stay tuned with Josh, myself, and Will when we return. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on, you're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you here on Crusader Talk on this Monday evening. Again, had a great conversation with Coach Barry Farrell and talked all things men's and women's soccer as well as a little bit of volleyball. You can catch things on demand if you're listening live on our network of podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, the whole gambit of places that you get your podcasts from. You can just search Crusader Talk, and it'll be available to you there shortly after we close the show at 8 o'clock, as Will Tony does a great job cutting it up and getting it posted promptly. Slicing and dicing, baby. That's it, man. You know how to operate all that fun audio editing software that would take some more of us – couple a weeks, while longer to figure it all out <laughs> it's pretty simple once you realize you know how long this is supposed to be how long the break is supposed to be and all that oh yeah you got it down to a science and, at this and point it, luckily we are able to present this to you in podcast form commercial free so yeah. so um, you you zoom right on through yeah pure content for all of our listeners out there on the podcast but uh have a lot on the horizon as far as crusader talk is concerned we are Uh, Keeping things going with soccer season, we'll continue to bring updates and coverage as those seasons move along. Going to be looking forward to hopefully interviewing some players once again soon or bringing you some of the post-game interviews from our matches uh, and recapping those if you didn't see those live on the stream. Uh, Also going to be talking a little bit of William Carey basketball uh, in a couple weeks as their season is just around the corner, y'all. It is 40 days away as far as the men's season is concerned. And actually, women are starting that same day, too. I I haven't updated my calendar, but uh, the women scheduled a home game for the 28th. Uh, It was another opponent that was in a nearby city that wanted to go ahead and schedule one more while they were down south. And so uh, the women's basketball team will be hosting Texas A&M Texarkana at Clinton Gym on the 28th. That's a Saturday, and it'll be a 2 p.m. start if you're looking forward to basketball season. So now we're getting into something that I can speak intelligibly about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the men will be facing, a, what is it, Southern University, New Orleans, Suno, as they're known, on that same Saturday, but they'll be on the road. So uh, we're going to try to pull double duty, see if I can't go down there, cover the men, and Josh will be up here at the hometown. Uh, with the women's game. We'll hopefully bring both of those broadcasts to you to where you can stay in touch with the Crusaders live and in living color. Otherwise, uh, in the athletics landscape, uh, women's golf started today in the uh, Firehawk Invitational. That is going to take place over a couple days. Uh, I think it's today through Wednesday uh, they're competing. Men's team, meanwhile, uh, as far as golf is concerned, has already begun their season with a couple of little uh, community college invitationals that they've participated in. Most recent one was at Meridian Community College, or hosted by the Eagles of MCC. And they are off to a decent start. We'll hopefully visit with Coach Mixon sometime in the near future, talk about that group as well. Cross country also underway. They had 
uh, a meet here recently, and I'm pretty sure it was in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, where I was this weekend. Yep, they are. Yeah, they just wrapped up that one on Friday, the Southern Showcase. I don't have the results from that one yet, but that was their second meet here of 2023. Uh, the women's team finished fifth out of 13 in that Mississippi College opener that we got to talk to Cooper Harrington about a couple weeks ago. You can catch that podcast on demand as well. If you go to uh, supertalk.fm uh, and supertalkhattiesburg.com, both of those can link you to that. Meanwhile, on the guy side of cross country, back in that Mississippi College opener, had a strong showing, second place in that group of 15. And again, we wait to see the results from that Huntsville, Alabama uh, showcase as well. But Josh... All things pretty good on the front of William Carey Athletics right now. That's something that we always love to see. Yeah, and you just kind of cruised over the fact that men's golf is going to be struggling for the cause at Innisbrook at the Copperhead course down in Palm Harbor, Florida. And then in a couple of weeks after that, early October, they're going to be at TPC Southwind where they play the FedEx St. Jude in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Quality course. uh, In Memphis. So. I mean, the, yeah, and, of course, cane breaks on that schedule, and you've got a bunch of great courses in Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. Certainly the the quality of the venues is yet another recruiting tool for the Southern States Athletic Conference. Oh, yeah. Uh, and being able to play and be able to play in good weather all year long and train all year long right. in, in good weather. Um, it's not Florida. It's not Arizona. No, but it's still good. And our, our winners are still manageable. And so we got to figure out how we can sneak out to golf practice. And are like, oh, you're not going to hit all those? Y'all are going to play? Can you leave those? Can we just get some balls? The only reason you're bringing me out to a golf course is for the comic relief <laughs> section of the event. But I uh, feel like at fo- almost 42, I'm about to finally learn how to swing a golf club. Right. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. hopeful, Caleb. I I've got a long way to go. I've got to find somebody <laughs> with a membership to get me out there just to a driving range, just right. to see if I can even get – Part of the mechanics. Get going. me on a driving range. Get me on a putting green. Yeah. In the meantime, you can catch me at the Gulf Shores, you know, Pirate Bay Mini Golf Course. That's about there the extent go. of my skill right there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it, skip hole 18. It'll steal your ball. Just go through the course again. <laughs> <laughs> that is my my physical ability and extent of knowledge. Hey, baseball, 137 days away. They'll be kicking things off on February the 2nd. That is will come here sooner than you realize it. Softball, February 7th is the start of their year. Hey, we have packed a whole show full of information and full of stuff, all Crusader Athletics related. Catch it on demand wherever you get podcasts from. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Saders. Talk Mississippi Media Production.